Welcome to episode 43 of Not Politically Correct. What's going down, everybody? It's the homie TS, aka C Nova. You know I gotcha. AKA Hankahoop, aka EPE, aka Mexican Rating. I got those backwards in or because uh, it usually rhymes like <laughs> you can find me. But whatever. Doped up Charles. <laughs> you Doped up find. Charles. Okay, the samurai. <laughs> Superhuman samurai. Superhuman samurai. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Cnova KPZ. You can get me. <laughs> McCoy. It's your boy. Real McCoy, aka Mr. What do, aka Young Slash God, aka Doped Up Danny, aka No Cap Charlie, aka Smooth Job Johnny, aka Hallway Jones, because you're a bitch, right? Make me a Gotta get you a Cody, aka Brody, aka Ghost, aka Nickname Nathaniel, uh-huh. aka Nava Jojo, aka Banjojo, aka Embellishing Emily, aka your girlfriend's boyfriend. That makes me you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, did not think that through. <laughs> Danaru, aka Danaru, aka. Rust the bus, aka no, no, no. Mount Rustbar, aka 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 scenery core on everything, aka that's enough. Yeah, it's quite enough, y'all. Russ the barman, aka Teddy Russ, aka Smooth Fingers, aka Gentleman R, aka Keith Universal, aka School Wars Q, aka Rust the bus. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter, Snapchat at ECKZ underscore R E Y D E T. Yes, that's X rated. And on IG at Candy Cupidity, C A N D I D underscore C U P I D I T Y. C U P I D I T Y. Okay. Oh, um, we have a Facebook group that we all existed. You bitch. Called Not Politically Correct. You bitch. Get it together, you tongue ass. <laughs> There's a group on Facebook that's ours, and it's called Not Politically Correct Podcast. Hey, bitch. We have a page you should like. Hey, bitch. It's NPC Podcast. Yeah, we are on Twitter. You can follow us at Not PC Podcast, and we are on SoundCloud, <clears throat> the podcast app, Spreaker, Google Play, all those great things. Spreaker. 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 We're definitely on We're Spotify. On- We're supposedly on Google Play. I can't find this. I am listening to us. I don't know how, but I am. Um, but, but we're there. We're, we're everywhere that you need to find us. St. Louis. If you just search Not Politically Correct Podcast, we will come up. In SoundCloud Cloud and Spotify for sure. It's in SoundCloud. It's in SoundCloud. It's Apple SoundCloud. Okay. And on that note, sports. Oh, wait. Awesome. Oh, wait. Ooh, there are a couple people that we really got to shout out. Ooh. Shout out listeners. Uh, we got to shout out our man Charles, a.k.a. Charles in Charge. Hey, hey, hey. I listener. control my own life. Charles is never in charge. Sorry. Um, he respects my socks. <laughs> we also got to shout out Joe. <laughs> oh my God. Hashtag green jacket game. We also got to shout out uh, Joe K, man. He's been a, a consistent listener and very, very wonderful. Um, and also, Donovan, man, you've been really active in the Facebook group. 
you know, responding to stuff and taking a listen to the to, to you know what we got out there. We appreciate all three of you guys and anybody else who's been a consistent listener. Not just those; those three are you know very make themselves very aware. But if you are a, a fan, an avid fan, an avid listener, join in on group conversations. Hit us up, you know, on Twitter, all these different places, and just enjoy all your gaps in Italy and Argentina and yeah. Brazil. We definitely have we definitely have some listeners in some in some foreign places, man. Get get at us, let us know, man. We want to shout you out too. You guys are great. We really keep doing this for y'all. Shout out to TechFile, uh, especially Camille, for keeping us on track. Because had it not been for her, we would not have shown up to the podcast music battle thing. Definitely. Oh, that we lost. So I want to thank you, Camille. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Camille. She's a real one. Um, and I'll, I'll Double booty pops. She's married. It's cool. <laughs> um, Remember when he got slapped in the face with a chicken patty? <laughs> in jail? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, so two. <laughs> try not to laugh as much because I've been laughing too much. My damn cheeks hurt. All right? Oh, trying to okay. show. Speaking of who that we want to shout out, sports? Well, the Green Bay Packers uh, beat the fuckery Cowboys uh, by a lot. Um, <laughs> so now we're 4-1. to one. By a touchdown? Something like that. But we were, like, kicking theirs before. They were trying to catch up. But and they ended up catching up. It was, like, 34 to 24. Yeah, I'll believe that because he's good with dates. I mean, we know it's not a date. But uh, Aaron Jones... <laughs> Aaron Jones, our uh, one of our running backs, um, he got offensive player of the week. He got four rushing touchdowns against the Cowboys, and killed it. Uh, so yeah, we're now we're four and one. Um, hashtag suck it. Are we topping the NF, uh, NFC North, right? We are. We Woo! are. We are. We're really. We are. We are. Guys, Aaron Jones has more touchdowns combined. Or had more touchdowns than the Jets and the Dolphins combined. He has eight rushing touchdowns. The Jets have a total of five touchdowns, and the Dolphins have two total what? touchdowns. Okay, damn. Where did we get Aaron Jones from? Did we draft him? Was he a rookie? Or I don't know where we got him from, but while you're looking that up, how's the Browns doing? The Browns? Yeah, they won said, two games. Um, you guys said the Browns are supposed to have like a. And they won two games, so we're still. You know, we could be two and two or two and three. There's. Three and two, I think, because they just lost to the Cowboys. But let's stay on track because um, <laughs> the the Packers are very well known for not trading to get players, but they usually acquire their players through the draft and building on that. So I wouldn't be surprised if, as it, I can hear him typing. <laughs> I'm adding, I'm adding stuff to like the music and shit. Oh, okay. Glad you asked a question and are not trying to find out the answer. But yeah. say, just say it for the people, <laughs> goddamn Cody. But also the week before, Jamal Williams, um, he had that nasty hit on him again uh, from Derek Burnett, some guy from the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know, were you guys watching that game? Nope. That look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hate some people. <laughs> it was nasty. I, I feel like everybody that is a full-blood American and not Asian uh, felt really bad for him because he got hit really hard and he was not moving. It was bad. But he's, he uh, recently came out saying, I'm awake, I'm moving around, 
I'm willing, I'm still playing the game I want to play. There's no reason for me to hold that in my heart of like, it's dirty shot. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I really don't. And I think that's really mature for him to, to think that way and to say, I just hope he doesn't get hit like that again or even more than one more time because it's like, how much longer can you take shots like that in the league? You know, you could be done tomorrow. That's the crazy thing about sports. It's like, that's not even well, concussion protocol. You could be paralyzed. For the full contact sports, that's what makes them super, super dangerous. For uh, sure. And aren't they getting faster and stronger so the hearts are, or the hits are becoming harder? We're evolving, so fuck you, Albert Einstein. Like, yeah. No, that's probably, uh, who's Darwin. Yeah, that's Charles Darwin. Darwin. <laughs> Shout out you, Charles. Um, <laughs> darling. Yeah, it's and it's like they're doing enough for concussion protocol and stuff, but and even with like with the evolution of helmet changes and changing football rules like no targeting, no leading with your head, helmet to helmet contact, stuff like that, but at the same time it's still like you know those are flags or penalties, but you're, it still can be done. And What do you think about putting a cap on everybody's um, playing time, time to play? So once you start in the NFL, you can only play X amount of games, and then you're out. In order to reduce the amount or reduce uh, the possibility of concussions. Well, you're still going to get concussions, but I mean... You mean like three strikes, you're out kind of thing? Well, say everybody can only play 50 games. After 50 games, you have to be done because after this point, you could injure yourself way more It's different for each each position. Each position is each player. This is not not scientific because, like, life... life, The professional career for, I'll say, a running back is probably like 28. Uh, Wide receiver is probably like 32. Quarterback's like... 34, 36, like... I agree. Every position would have a different cap. So the kicker could probably do that for a hell of a lot longer yeah. than any one of the linemen. But I think you take away the, the actual enjoyment of the game for each player by putting a cap on how much they can play. You know what I mean? Like, you can only do this many games, and that's all you have to look forward to for your whole career. Like, it really puts a damper on... Like playing, it would put a damper on playing the game for me because it's like, okay, how many games I got left? It's not, okay, I can't wait to, you know, to do this and, and try to reach here. And, cause it like, wouldn't inspire you to bust your ass for no, not five seasons or not, six seasons. Not or really. Because what they you get play it. those, you play three seasons and you don't get nowhere, and you're just learning your team. And you trade off to another team, and now you have to learn that new team. You only have this many games left, and you like, I'm not gonna fucking make it to where I want to. You not know what I mean? Not only that, but it's like. Okay, I play 50 games, right? But that means regardless whether I'm a, I'm a good player or a shitty player or even a dirty player, like, I, I play 50 games, so I can hit this guy, try to break his head off. No, that's not right. That's not fair. I feel it, but I think aside from improving the helmets, there has to be something else to be done if we are, in fact, evolving in speed and strength and how we're hitting people in order to reduce the amount of football players that are coming up dead because of brain injuries. This is like a sports-slash-Russell segment. 
because it it releases sports, but it's also like human morale type of thing. Mm. Um, and I mean, that's what they have. That's what they should have um, physicians in those positions for. Like, look, you've done this much damage to your body. It would be my recommendation for you not to play. How they do boxers? Like, yo, you've done this much damage to your body. You should no longer be playing. And they put present that before a board and, and well, think about it. You, I mean, it's still up to the person to play. And mm-hmm. you can't really be responsible for their decision. Um, that's that's what has to, to come with each individual player. Um, that's not something you can force on people. It would be awesome if you could. Like, yo, no, you can't play anymore. Da, da, da. Like a bartender, no, that's, that's it for you. Right. I'm not serving you anymore. You know what I'm saying? You've had enough type of thing. But unfortunately, you can't do that to somebody who's paid to do their job. They're like, yo, this is my only means of making money. For, you know what I'm saying? They may not have um, good investment skills, you know, things of that nature, and that's something that's that's on them. But a lot of people would rather die on the field than be told they can't play. And I forget who it was. There's a, I think who was a linebacker that used to be in the Badgers. He got drafted in the NFL. He became a San Francisco 49er. He retired after one year. Charles Barkley. You're a toe gap. Because he was scared of ending his career and his, more importantly, his life of concussion protocols. Like, I have high respects for him. I guess not high enough because I can't remember his name, but I can look it up afterwards, um, even though it wouldn't make much sense. But there's a lot of people that are like, I don't know what they look for in life or their career if it's like I love the game of football or if it's hey I get in check they're, they're still gonna keep playing though like this guy like he said like well I, I can't say I hate him I hate him I hate him I still like the game of football like no but, but what if this happens all it takes is one time it's like concussions are like death in football or, I mean in, like meth in football like it's that can end your career. One and done, it's like... Yeah. Maybe people can last two or three or four, and you think you're fine, but you're 40 or 50 years old, and, you know, you got all these emotional or mental problems that you don't even know about, but other people can clearly see it. Once you get one concussion, it's easy to get others. Right. It becomes easier and easier. You become more susceptible to them. Ha, that was the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's cool world's cute. And it's how you, <laughs> and it's how you play the game too. Because, what's the purpose of a running back? Run back. Well, yeah, run, yeah. Do you remember Eddie Lacy? Yeah. Yeah, he was dope. Everyone loved him, right? Yeah. Especially if you're a Packer. Um, what was his? What was he most known for? He was big. Yeah. And strong. Yeah. Like a bowling ball. So right. he would just truck people over. He's like, oh, I could. there's an opening there, but I'm going to run right through these guys. And it did things for him. He got touchdowns. He plowed them over. Fuck it. He, where is he right now? Don't know. No, you don't. Because he, he was great in the league for two years. Then he fucked up. And he hurt his body, his head. He went to the Seahawks, I think, after that. But he wasn't even known. Now he's nowhere. He's He got fat. Yeah, I but thought that was why he uh, had to get, get released, because he wasn't watching his weight anymore. That's one huge thing. But he thought, 
oh, I, everyone loves me because I'm getting touchdowns because I'm just running through people. No, you are a running back. You are not supposed to hit people. You got to watch out for your – It's your goal in life is not to get touchdowns. Your goal in life is to protect your body. You are not doing that. And that's fucking scary. I remember as a kid watching the NFL be like, oh, that person got hit. Like, oh, they're oh. – I don't care if it's a Viking or a Chicago Bear. At, over time, I was like, that fucking sucks, and that hurts. Every time I see someone on the field more than three minutes, I hurt. I'm not even just saying that. Like, that's – I they're a person. I don't give a shit what team they're playing for. Like, so I hope you get up and – He's not playing anymore. I don't think he is. If he is, he's not a starter. But, yeah, he... And you think he, he started to go downhill because he mentally was... He started getting mentally worse? He was getting bigger and fatter, not how he was right in college or after he left the uh, college to go to the NFL, but he did pick up weight. But he also thought, like, hey, this me, like, hitting people to get touchdowns things, it's working for me. Look at it. Everyone loves me. I'm getting touchdowns. Yeah, it can. That's gonna work for you for like a year or two. If you want longevity in the NFL, you gotta kind of like be more agile. You gotta, you know, do spins and jukes and because get away. even the people that are trying to get touchdowns, they're not trying to get there by getting hit along the way. They're, right, right. I get like it. how do you get first downs as a wide receiver when there's not enough time on the left on the clock? Like you do post out. That means you catch the ball and run out of bounds. Boom. So you don't get hit, but also, I mean, obviously, mainly, like, so the clock stops. But he thought, I'm powerful. I'm the Hulk. I can, you know, brr, brr, yeah, that's going to catch up for him. But he got fat. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. I wonder why he got fat. Like, that, I don't know. Well, he's in Doesn't Green make Bay. sense. Like, he's in Wisconsin. <laughs> we got good food. We take care of our boys. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you gotta look out for your. I don't care what, what your profession is. But you gotta look out for yourself, even if it's in the same field but a different position. Whether it's sports or otherwise, you gotta look out for yourself as a human being. So speaking of the Packers, um, basketball. One year, yeah, one year later, we are the best when it comes to transitions. Yeah. They look uh, forward to them. I do. We have a, a semi-pro basketball team called the Milwaukee Falcons. What? Will Ferrell? <laughs> so I have yet to see that full movie, but I need to. What movie is this? Semi-pro. With Will Ferrell. Oh, it's probably why I didn't see it, because Will Ferrell sucks. Well, McCoy loves it, but... Don't tell lies to the people. Cause they'll see right through your shit. Andre three thousand. He loves Will Ferrell just as much as he loves Wally. Andre three thousand's in it. Who cares? Is he really? Will Ferrell's in it. That that announces everything out. Did he play a main role or did he just show up and serve? Right. Was he just a rapper? Yeah. The rapper in a movie. No, he played the music video. Bubba Clark. No, he played ball. He actually played ball. What? Yeah, he's like he's like off offset of Will Ferrell. Don't make me want to watch this now. <laughs> Wait. So your subject, do you like Will Ferrell or do you? No. Hate? Clearly, stupid. my best friend is smart, unlike my other best friend. Yeah. Russell. Okay. Um. No, that, was, that, was, that was smart, too. Well, wait, do you like Will Ferrell? Yes, I do, actually. 
There's a reason why we're divided. Me and TS on one couch and one mic, and they sit on the other couch with the other. Majority oh. rules. Two versus two. We won. Yeah, I don't understand that. You like Dan Cook, but don't like Will Ferrell. That's funny. Right, I agree. Don't, don't, hey, don't be a hot, we, we, it's us against them, us against them. Stay focused, stay focused. Hey, that's not, that's not, that's not. <laughs> I never said I like him, I just don't hate him as much as you do, because I know you hate him a lot. Yeah, but. This is how Africans became slaves! This is exactly it, right here. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Did the English take Will Ferrell from Fuck. Mind blown. He definitely didn't come after us. Don't do that. Anyhow, the Milwaukee Falcons. He got the fro. <laughs> the Jew fro. Get the fuck out of here. Milwaukee Falcons. This is my protein. Ugh. He got my fro. That's how Russell. They acquired a new member uh, for the semi-pro team, Milwaukee Falcons. So, T.S., tell us who the Milwaukee Falcons acquired. <laughs> Yo, the semi-pro team here in Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Falcons, have recently signed... My little bro, Cyrus Alston. That's dope. He was texting me this week about how he has to meet with one of the agents about uh, contract details and everything so he can travel and play other teams and whatnot. This nigga is up there, bruh. Let's that's go. He is up there. Let's that's go. what's up. Let's go. Hell yeah. Yeah, one step before pro. That's what's up. That's Hell that yeah, really dude. Is. That really is. I look at that as how... Cause there's Next is the G League. Plenty of niggas that... Rap. I mean, every other household probably has a person in it that's trying to rap and record and make it big. But how many of them are actually getting signed to anything worthwhile? Or have SoundCloud rappers? <laughs> Yikes! That's and at the same time, there's. I feel like there's the same amount of uh, people in the world or in the city that want to be ball players. And there are awesome players out there with phenomenal abilities. But guess who they ain't. They ain't hey. Cyrus. Yeah, they ain't Cyrus. They, they ain't not, Cyrus they not playing for the Falcons. You did. Y'all you probably did. Never, it's a big thing. Shout out to Cyrus, bruh. Y'all probably yeah, never played true. NBA 2K19? No. I only got it when it was, like, on sale. For I don't know $3. Why. Right. It was, like, 3 bucks. And, dude, the My Player storyline was, like... Depressing? You got... You were in the... You were doing good. You're in college. Now you're gonna be drafted. You're in the draft. You didn't get picked. You got to play for the China League now. Damn. Wait, really? They got that in there? Now, your friend who got drafted, who was in the draft, he plays for the Lakers. He's like, hey, we need you for one game. They got you. He played for the Lakers. All right, we helped win the game. Your guy's in the playoffs now. You're still not in the league. You can be in the G League. So he's in the G League now. And... You gotta work yourself up and up in the G League to say, can you be in the NBA? Now, I feel like the story could go either way, but it's probably most likely if you're, because it's 2K, but like you're gonna be in the NBA. But you get, like the storyline's like, man, this is like real life. And I just realized like how hard it was, because it's like a fast forward life, but it's like, man, you really gotta go through some fucking shit if you're. Like, yeah, you could be the best one day or, like, really good, but maybe you if you don't get drafted, that's not the end of the world, but it's still hard to go through shit, like... I think it shows that even in sports, you can't just be good at it. You have to know people. And professionally in the... What is it? The blue-collar realm? When you're working in the office? I don't know what color, color that is. Orange. All right, orange collar. I don't care. Purple. 
whatever the case is, if you want to make it professionally, it's not just about how well you do your job, but it's about the people that you network with if you're going to continue to move forward. Your path will be a little easier than someone who doesn't work around people or work with a network. I feel like no matter what, morals are like the end game. But speaking of morals and the payback and shit, the Lakers had a game. Uh, they won 123 to, I think it was like 80 or 90 something, I forget. But they said, they tweeted, said, consider this a warning at NBA. The Bucks said, consider this preseason at the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's pretty oh, good. I was fucking loving that shit. Somebody also hired the Wendy's tweeter. <laughs> Dude, their tweets are... Ah. But yeah, and, and I don't know who posted this. I don't know. If, I'm assuming it was um, Giannis's girlfriend on Instagram. She posted um, a picture of a giraffe, a faux Giannis jersey that says next after the Kumpo 34. Baby freak coming soon. She's expecting the father to be there because the father is Giannis... Ante de Kumpo! <laughs> She's expecting a son. Or daughter, I don't know. But they said, uh, uh, yeah, they're expecting a baby. Giannis is a dumbass. Well, um, she said, most, who's the father? <laughs> Bro, I mean, I feel like, like, yeah, you got, like, three other brothers, but, like, come on, dog. Come on, my dog. But, yeah, that's, like, congrats for Giannis. Okay, thanks for... Hey! You don't care about babies. All right, I can No, the baby freak, that was, like, weird as shit to me. He's the Greek freak? Yeah, I know, but it's still weird. It's weird, weird as fuck. Baby freak, seriously? Huh? It's like Kung Fu Baby, if Kendrick had a baby. No, that's very is that different. what it's like? Because I don't think it is. Hate to be on a podcast. I'm just kidding. No, but congrats to Giannis. So that Shaq and Damian Lillard beef that was going on, Shaq did respond like I asked him to and hoped that he would. Like I asked Did you get, did you listen, did you listen to us? Did you listen? Yeah, it was so shit! Was that? It was so, guys, I, oh my god. Like, so Damian went back and then, I heard there were two, like they both did two tracks. Yes. I heard that Damian went kind of on the second one. Yeah. And, and then Shaq did. It, it was wasn't like, bad. Mm. It was pretty good. Dames. Shaq. 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 You're like 73. Shut up. Like. Whoa. Last week he was all you were on this nut. It would. Like. Because his first diss track was fire. I was excited because I saw that he had a line in there that said uh, something like, I can see your, your, your tampon string through your shorts. I'm like, dog. <laughs> What? Wow. That's actually kind of good, though. Yeah. Right. That's what I was excited for. I listened to it. It's not It's not, It's not. not good at all. It's not. That it's was the only line? That was, that was like... It? There was like one or two lines. I was like, ooh. Dog. So it was like, listen to a Young M.A. CD. Worse. War- unfortunately worse. Because <laughs> both of those guys have... Uh, <laughs> 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 it, was, it was bad. It was bad. I I need him to come back stronger. You, you know you can. I know you're old. Pause. From beforehand, not the old thing. But come on, man. Come on, my dog. 
Come on. You can do this trip. Fuck up. Dame's a bitch. He's a dame. All right. Dame's a dame. I like that. As much as you could have used that. <laughs> Hate to not. Okay. <laughs> no, last time I was going to talk about. Uh, did you guys hear about Snoop Dogg? He had a performance. Hell yeah. University of Kansas. And what happened? And they issued an apology hmm. because he had a pole dancer and a pole like on, on the court. Like, it's Snoop Dogg. Right. Thank you. He said you get a paper Snoop Dogg, you're going to get Snoop Dogg. So, of course, like, like, why would he have to? They apologize, but why would he... Why would they have to apologize if they're going to hire him? Why would he apologize? Why would any of this? Why? There's three other guys. Chime in here. Why? Speaking of paying for Snoop Dogg, <laughs> music. Okay. <laughs> Russell hates some fucked up stories of the week. <laughs> no, but I, I don't think that... I don't know why they issued an apology, but it's Snoop Dogg. Like, Snoop Dogg is... He has pimped, he has pimped bitches legally on record for years. Like, like he really got, like, in 03, 04, Snoop Dogg really got into, like, he said, I really got into pimping bitches. He said, I don't know, he said, I don't know why I did that. And I feel like it was disrespectful to my wife and my daughter, but I got into it for real. He was married? He's is. currently, he's always been married. He's been, married. he's been married since, like, the early, since, like, 91, 92. Yeah, and there since the beginning of his career. He Kelvin, was. I totally knew that. Don't think he hasn't been fucking other bitches. I, he almost got divorced in about 04, 05. A couple times. Because, a, because, a couple times because <laughs> of the consistent fucking other bitches because consistent. the consistent uh, black man don't cheat he might be addition. the school He's was a, the school it. was <laughs> apologizing not to Snoop but to the families because they didn't expect Snoop to be why not Snoop they yeah, had they wrote out a contract to him and they told him that's to, like hiring NPC and being like this is the toe gap for <laughs> They wrote out a contract and they thought that they covered everything because they wanted a clean, family-friendly performance. But what they got was Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he probably still adhered to everything on the contract, but he still figured out a way to be himself. So the school had to issue an apology to By the community. By his name and saying, I'm going to do what I want anyway? Well, <laughs> now everybody who hires Snoop will definitely know if you hire Snoop, you're going to get Snoop. Clearly. How did they not? Well, they now they know now. He's been doing this for almost thirty years. Damn. Almost thirty years, like twenty six to be exact, if we're talking about dates of album dropping and things of that nature. When did his first album come out? Ninety two. Yes. I'm I was born in ninety two. So twenty seven years to be exact. And you said almost thirty. Wait, was it twenty it was ninety two and ninety three? It was ninety two. It was ninety two. Hold on. I, that's why I questioned you. I was like, I'm pretty sure. Was it called Doggy Style? Doggy Style? Yeah, it's called, no, it's called Sheep Style. <laughs> Slide Seance Style. <laughs> 93, I'm sorry, 93. Really? November 23rd, 93. So, but your year's date was correct. 90, 92 was Chronic. Chronic, yeah. Okay. My bad, my bad, my bad. So 26 years still. Which Snoop was on, correct? He was all over, he wrote half of it. So, he's been in the game since 1990, I believe. God damn it! Yep, nearly, nearly 30 years. This sucks. I'm the youngest one in the group, and I'm like, damn, I feel fucking old hearing that. 
Yeah, man. Think about it. The two, the year two thousand in two months, two and a half months, twenty years ago. Twenty years. The watch. end of a decade. Yeah. I'm still, the I start still, of a new one. I still remember the end of the last decade. We went from 09 to 2010, and I was like... I still remember 1999 to 2000, and how scared everybody was. Yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I remember the most randomly from nine, from 1999 to 2000? Was it Dre? Because you, you, you have to remember Dre. We never. I never forgot about Dre. Good. Uh, that's just a bunch of gibberish. <laughs> um, but no, what I remember most is Nickelodeon had this thing where they went to all these different kids and they were like asking them like they were just Nickelodeon. They had this song and I forgot the song kind of went like Amanda, 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 Amanda. <laughs> not that. Um, it was like a it was like a opera chorus, and they had all these and they would like do the opera chorus thing and then like a kid would come in and like I can't wait to 2000 because I want this to happen oh. and they would go back and do grow up and they did this all of late 1999 until 2000 happened and then I just remember that as a kid being like you guys are scaring the fuck out of me like please don't talk about what you want to happen what's gonna happen I hope you can find that and then do a where are they now and find out how many of them are opioid addicts or something music this week so if you guys have heard anything about you gotta make keeping up with anything R&B. Summer Walker. Has anybody heard of Summer Walker? Summer Walker. Sounds like a hot prostitute. Definitely does. Anything Walker makes you sound like a prostitute. So she just <laughs> walked for the entire song. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> Scott Walker. And I'm back. Right, exactly. And I'm back. Summer Walker, an R&B singer from Atlanta. Um, What's her name? Yeah, her name is Summer Walker, yes. You thought it was a joke? Yeah, no. Her name is I Summer thought Walker. it was a song. She's a, a R&B singstress from Atlanta. Um, she's been out for for the last few years, like couple of years. I think she got signed in 2018. She really emerged last year, and this year is her year where she's been dropped. You know, where she finally dropped her debut album last week, called "Over It." Now, so I two questions. Yes. When was she signed? 2018. She was officially signed. And where? That's a good question. I was going to bring that up. Thank you, Cody. Thank you. She is signed to a place called Love Renaissance, uh, LVRN uh, for short, a record label that has a distribution deal through Interscope. Mm. And other artists, uh, other artists on her label include Black. Six Lack. Black. Mean, no, I mean Black. Lack. I mean Black. His name's Black. Would you believe? We wouldn't because his name's Black. Uh, that. <laughs> also, Boogie from Shady Records is also signed there. And managed by them. Rory, uh, who was a 2015 freshman, was also originally signed to that label. She, he just left at the top of last year. But uh, he was definitely signed to them uh, for about three years. Um, and so, this album, I want to talk about this week, is just amazing. I'm not going to spend too much time in the music section this week. I just wanted to highlight this album because it's great. And it did two things for me. One, it brought me to this. We are really past the 90s. Y'all have to let that go. The 90s, for us, is like almost 30 years ago. And we, we are trapped. Uh, we, I know, I know, I know it's enough. Because I don't want to leave it either. But guess what? That was 30 years ago. We're trapped. Stop. We're trapped there. But what happens when artists as young as Summer, Summer Walker comes out, what happens is she... Her. 
she samples those things from the 90s. Some of the greatest moments from the 90s that we like love. Sweetie does. Early 2000s, but yes. But she's, she's about 10 year difference, but... That's my type. <laughs> Shout out Sweetie, yeah. Shout out Sweetie. Um, so Summer, Summer Walker uh, samples uh, You Make Me Wanna Leave the One I'm With and Start a New Relationship on a song called Come Through in which she features Usher on. In which Usher's verse actually picks up where it left off from that song. When I tell you quality singing, quality songwriting, uh, songwriting and the beat in itself, amazing. Also, London on the track. Is a, London on the track is a... We got London you know, on the track. You may remember him. Remember him from such moments within Young Thug's career. He was Young Thug's producer originally. Who? For you fuck niggas that don't know. Who? Did a lot of Young Thug's early shit, a lot of shit on Barter 6, all that shit. London on the track. Young Thug kept London on his wing, and when he was ready, y'all can also have my producer. Same way that Drake did 40 and shit. But London really put his foot in his fucking album. He produced most of the tracks on there. Uh, He doesn't have his tag in every song, does he? Say tell me that that beat. I don't think I don't think on every song, but 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 a lot of them, yes. But not on every song. But they, but 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 here's the cool. The cool thing is it don't come in like that. Um, it, sometimes like on certain songs, I can't remember which ones, but certain songs will be at the end. Like he won't say it, and then it, it's the song fading out. It's not the whole album, is it? I don't think he produced the entire album, but he definitely did, did the majority of it. <laughs> and on that, those parts is where you hear he's on the track. Um, but there's a song called "Come Through." There's a song on there as well. Called um, playing games. Yo, come through. That sampled um, a track that most stuff had sampled, didn't it? Or no, it sampled Usher. Um, no, uh, yeah, yeah. You were just talking about come through. Um, damn, I think I've heard of the Summer Walker person. She also has a song in there called Playing Games, which when I, I tell playing you playing games with my heart, sounds nothing like that. But listen, <laughs> when I tell you that's a fucking vibe. If you fuck with R and B. That's a solid, I'm talking about a solid vibe. A solid fucking vibe. Like, that shit will put you in the song. So you put, you put her in the category of R&B. Who does she resemble as far as R&B goes? You know who she reminds me of? And I, this might be me just... She put me in the mind of 90 shit. Like, a mix between... No, nobody kill me for this. Aaliyah, but with a little bit more heavier voice. And do you remember 702? Yeah. Mila. She reminds me like seven oh two the the lead singer seven oh two. Mila, yeah. And Aaliyah mixed. That's what I get when I get summer and I get like I get these classic ninety vibes Mm. and she has this kind of like hard girl street style too, in a sense, and that's kinda why I get some Aaliyah from her too. But she has some of that which really I don't know, man. It like it it doesn't inform me like she's a it's like she's a street broad who's just soft, who can sing to you and shit. And that's why she's really She's really uh, open with her sexuality and, you know, like, not being locked down. And rumor report, even though I don't like to feed into this shit, she was dating Boogie from Shady, who's also signed the Love Renaissance, and might have been fucking around with London on the track, which I hope is not true, but <laughs> there's some rumors to that, but, you know, bitches no, ain't shit. The reason I ask is because but, you have a lot of people who kind of, like, incorporate people into certain genres. Like, I know you don't do that. I know you have a specific reason why you'd be like, She's this, she's that, she's in this genre. Um, but just to explain it for people who are listening, um, that, you know, who you equate a lot of these people to really t- 
tells you what genre they belong in. Because, like, a lot of people put, like, Trey Songs and Chris Brown into the whole R&B um, mix, but they seem more popish to me than anything. I think anything. they have pop songs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they seem more popish But their to overall me. base, but I would then say, then they try R&B. to put, like, Music Soul Child in the R&B and Tank. Tank, yes. Music Soul Child is more Neo Soul. So, Definitely. like, it's really who you, like, attributed them to as far as their musical influence. You know, and, and the funny thing about Neo Soul is Neo Soul is R&B. It's a subgenre of R&B. Mm-hmm. I feel like... But I, I feel like it airs on the more side of, of jazz than pure R&B. And that's why I think they separated the genres. Okay, yeah. okay. I mean, yeah, Neo Soul, Neo Soul might be a, like a like an off, like offset blend of jazz and R&B. So I can definitely see that. And, and a little bit of soul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, henceforth yeah, the neo, the new soul title. Right. Um so no, I feel like, I feel like she's contemporary R and B as it stands. Um she might be P R and B if you ever heard that term, mm-hmm. which is that's a term that came out in the early two thousand tens, like yeah. maybe twenty eleven, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Kinda of like almost like alternative R and B. Yep, uh, yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh it was supposed to be like a play on uh Punk Rock? No, on the beer Paps. They called it like PMB or some yeah, shit like that. PBR me. PBR, yeah. yeah PBR, me, PBR. Yeah. They call that PBR, and like they mixed it with R because it's like it's like it was coming almost like young kids, young young kind of like rebellious kids who might drink Pat's beer, also doing R and B, and that's where we get like the Frank Oceans, the Kalani's, mm-hmm. the you know um, Janine in the mixtape, you know style R and B where it's kind of like it's R and B but it's eclectic and it has like this hip hop alternative influence, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like R and B, but you can you can sense that they listened to Kid Cudi two three years prior. You know what I mean? I feel it. Uh, and and if they listen, then they might be listening to Kanye. You know, they might be listening to you know people that Drake and shit, and they kind of like blend that shit. So, you know, from 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 the idea of P P R and B, you get um, again um, Frank Ocean, um, Kalani are just some of the main, you know, Jenny in the mixtape, you might put, some people have put Weekend in there, but he's, Weekend has, I think, transcended that, but he was, yeah. the, Weekend would usually be included in PR&B, but he kind of has transcended that and done a lot more pop shit, but, <clears throat> so, Summer Walker is like really a, a, a girl from the block who just happens to be really good at singing, and, and even on her album cover, she has like the, the do-rag, but it has like cherries and strawberries on it, like she's really girly from the street though, it's like, it's a, a dope thing. And I think, and I think, when listening to her, she has some liberation about her too that you see in artists like her, Kaylani, a lot of a lot of female artists, even Rihanna, who kind of like maybe might have not. I don't want to say the mother be the mother of that because you have Madonna and things that into beforehand, but she's big on. She has a song where she says, "I'm a fuck who I who I choose" and all that shit. Like she's not really pulling up with the rules of like what men tell her to do and what men think women should be doing. She's gonna do whatever you know she sees fit and how she wants to rock. When I was rapping about, I I always often say this because people don't like to listen to this. I was rapping about pills. Yes, I'm gonna do it. I was rapping about pills in 2010, and there were not one, not two, but multiple people who would come to my studio. I'd be getting high, or I'd be like, you know, I'm high right now with the woo. Y'all want to make, and they would be like, damn, what you high? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm off of Adderall, a lot of Adderall. And they'd be like, that's white boy shit. Not one, not two, but multiple people said this to me. Like, boy, what you on that? You on the pills? You on that white boy shit? Fast forward about three years. 
I have songs in the tank that I didn't release because it was about people. Except I did uh, Pringles, which is one of my favorite songs with uh, T.S. here. Hey. And uh, I talked about people. And I, I, have, I, per- that, I did that on some match. And I was like, everybody telling me I can't talk about it. Fuck this. He gonna pop in the film partner. Like, we, me and him did that shit. And I was like, yep, yep. Whole verse about pills. And what, yep, I'm on it. But people told me for years, they were like, that's white boy shit. And then three years later, you got Migos, Travis Scott, and everybody come out the woodwork talking about how they do Zans, how they do Molly, how they do Ad- and, and, and Molly was one thing, because Molly was already emerging in 2011. Mm-hmm. But it was, that was one thing. But the Adderall and the Xanax and all that shit, I didn't really fuck with Zan like that, but. I was doing hella Adderall, hella Percocet, hella Oxycontin. Niggas would started rapping about that in 2012, 2013, 2014. It became the norm. When when four years prior, three to four years prior, I was already had songs about that, and everybody was like, "Nah, that shit, you you OC for that shit." So I say that because I had something to do with what Cody was saying, but now I forgot. <laughs> I hate all of y'all. That's really, <laughs> that's really what it is. You, like y'all always be trying to tell somebody not to say some shit or don't do some shit, and y'all be on the same shit. That's I. Y'all stole my whole, my whole persona is stole by was stole by Offset. First time I heard Offset say Adderall, got yeah. a bitch off the Addies. I was like, wait a minute, what? He got me. <laughs> no, no, and uh, and, uh, Carl Casting when he was like, uh. Stuff to Addy. He said something about stuff to Addy in the summer. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're doing, you're doing what, sir? You're stuffing what in the where? You're off the mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for five years. What are you talking about? You're off the Addy. I, you, you're a penis. That's what you are. Mm-hmm. Definitely appreciate all the pill poppers because those prices have skyrocketed while weed has dropped because nobody does weed anymore because they say weed is lame. <laughs> Guess oh what, God. though? Weed is actually going back up, sir, to its normal price. You know why? Because people keep busting people who are bringing weed in illegally so you're either gonna buy weed legally or you're gonna pay street prices in a place where they don't have weed legally and it's gonna go back up it's already started to go back up so to conclude summer walker amazing new r&b singer don't want to spend too much time on her just check out her new album over it through interscope and love renaissance and check out the songs come through and playing games which has an extended version that features um your boy uh ursher Ushers don't come through because they sample You Make Me Want to Leave. Right, right, right. And then uh, Playing Games, that has Bryson Tiller on it. I, I prefer the version without Bryson Tiller, but that is a whole... Playing Games is a whole vibe. I played that shit like three times back to back. Like, this shit cold, dog. Definitely good R&B. <laughs> you looking for a new singer? Summer Walker is it. <laughs> so, you know who was a singer? DJ even. <laughs> you know who was a singer? Two people in particular. Tammy Terrell. And Janet Jackson, how do they even how do they even coexist? You ask. Well, my wonderful fine feathered friends, <laughs> we have something. Me and Russell have something we want to discuss with you, son of a bitches, because everybody, including TS, seems to think that oh, pussy ain't good pussy. So <laughs> today, yep, nope, never said that. He said it. He said it. <laughs> he said it. He said it. So <laughs> today, didn't say that. said a lot of shit. Didn't say that. We're gonna talk about old bitches that you would have smashed. Then and now, the guilt list. This is the trend. Yep. What the? This is going from we're going from singing into a small bridge into what Russell hates. But I can take what he doesn't hate. Old bitches with good pussy. Russell, Russell, 
We would like to go into your list. I guess it's kind of a transition. My list first. You said Summer Walker sounds like an old prostitute or a hot prostitute. He did say that. And so I give me. Some, we're about to I, talk about Summer Walkers. And I hate some shit, so. Yeah. <laughs> I hate some shit, so. And I hate some shit, so hey. Russell, name the old bitches you would fuck. Now, wait a minute. I want to let you guys know. before. I would like to start this by saying this. We have not a, mentioning grandma's names. These are great. Oh, some of them are definitely grandmas. Your grandma's name? My whoa. Hold on. Man. Why would you do that? Oh my god. <laughs> Why would you, you do, do that? that? <laughs> Why would you now, do that? She's dead. And now, is that from, is that a guilt you would fuck? Because I would like from, I would like to not. Okay. Would you believe? From my understanding of how this was supposed to go, <laughs> it was supposed to be um, dead a or alive then or and a now. <laughs> Uh, list. Shut up, T.S. So five, then you would, and five, now you would. So yeah. I'm, I don't know if I did this right. So give me your five. Give me your five, then. Uh, now I can't participate. In their prime, I would say. Um, I don't think I'm dead. <laughs> wait, wait, Russell, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Before you do that, before you do that, before you do that. This is good. I actually have kept. Okay, so I have my two, my, my then and my now, but I broke this down into a analytical format. And there's reasonings, but, but there's re- there's reasonings behind each, each of my choices. I would like to I would just want to hold on. So, there are three categories in which I rated. She's them. a good woman. <laughs> there are looks, okay. There is personality and or energy, and there is sex appeal. That's a top so each, fifteen. So each by everybody in my list got at least two of those rankings as to why they could be piped. Mm-hmm. Russell, please give me your then list. Okay. How old do these have to be? At least fifty. At least grandma. Okay, so, like I said, I did a then and a now thing. So, those I would still um, mess with now mm-hmm. um, versus those in their prime. I so, in their prime. With. Give me your then uh, list. In your... My, my prime list, my then list was uh, Diane Carroll. Mm. Sherry Headley from Coming to America. Oh, okay, okay. The, um, the Eddie Murphy's mom? What? Eddie Murphy's girlfriend? Yeah, the girlfriend. The she's, oh shit, yeah. she is old now. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Fuck that movie. That was this is brought. the then, right? Yeah, this is the yeah. then in their prime. Because um, like I said, I I I, I maybe misunderstood, but I'm just nope. gonna finish out this list. Uh, Ola Ray, who was um, in Michael Jackson's Thriller, his girlfriend. <laughs> um, then would be Whitney Houston because she was she was alive. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's so fucking terrible. And then uh, Bernadette Stennis from uh, um, uh, what's the show with Dynamite? Uh, like, uh, 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 yeah, Good Times. Yeah, Good, good Times. Time. Good Times. Okay. No, so that was my then. Okay. Now I have my then. My then includes Jennifer Lawrence mm-hmm. for two reasons: personality and sex appeal. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker. Listen, I know she was giving it to niggas in the seventies and eighties, but she was she was letting niggas pipe Ooh. it down. Ooh. Jennifer Lawrence, she was anti in uh um you ever seen Blackish? Wait, Wait, stop, stop. There's two Jennifer Lawrence's. Yeah, no, not, not the white one. Not the white one. Like she's the not black one. near grandma. I don't want nobody fucking with me in these okay. streets. The rats. Mm-hmm. You ever seen uh you ever seen um Blackish? You know who Jennifer Lawrence is, okay. So you know, he knows. Right. Jennifer Lawrence for personality man, her I was watching um there's a there's a game show that Anthony Anderson hosts now. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Old. that's the, and something the truth or something to tell the truth to tell the truth. And Jennifer Lawrence was on there. Mm. Let me tell you something, boy. That motherfucking person out there, man. 
I know she was sucking dick like a fucking champ. And 77, you can't tell me she wasn't, boy. And she <laughs> actually has a, a dope story, too. And she and she and she's talking about sex addiction. Mm-hmm. You know she was called that sex, but she wasn't doing number having sex. She talked about one night stands with, with famous white niggas. Hey, she boo. been she hey, been boo. ooh that pussy good, bro. Listen, it's it's a good standard to have. She would teach me things that you young niggas would not be. Listen, man. <laughs> Y'all know that Jennifer Lawrence, Jack K. Harris, okay, or yeah. Harry, Jack K. Harry. I'm sorry, yeah. Jack K. You know she ooh Let me tell you, and, and the reason is looks and sex appeal. That bitch bad. Still to this day, she's still bitch. Little light skin bitch. She has to look out the one night he won't fuck Jack and Yeah, right now, what? You know, you watch this sister, you know. You know, Tia Mom was cool. She was clap worthy. Clap cheek, clap worthy. You know it. Say that shit. And let me tell you something. Jennifer Lawrence, or Jennifer Lewis? Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis. I'm saying Lawrence. Jennifer Lewis. I'm sorry, Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis is 62. Jack and Harris is 63. My next person on my list, Angela Bassett, 61. It, that's self-explanatory. Because you know uh, you see what love got to do with it. And that's goddamn near 30 years ago. And she still looked a goddamn same. Right. Mm-hmm. Bad, you you seen waiting in excel. Stop playing with me. No. And that's, Black and, Panther, that's, and, that's, and that's solid on personality and looks. Black Panther, I was like watching that like, is that who I think it is? You know it's who you think I'm it like, is. Ha. So you thought it was. I got bad for the person that's got to clean these seats. Like, <laughs> now, let me t- now let me tell you. Tammy Terrell. Now she died at 24. But when she was in her heights in the 60s, in her front, boy that bitch, listen, me and T.S. and the women, and the women, and the women, <laughs> we were over here watching, uh, we were over here watching on videos. And ain't no mountain high enough. That came on. And I thought, and I thought, I thought that was Diana Ross. Upon further research, that was Tammy Terrell. And that motherfucking bitch in that video looked bad. Tammy Terrell could have got dick. T.S. even said it. So you gonna act like you don't fuck with no old bitch. But listen, at 20, at 20 you would have fucked 21. You would have piped Tammy Terrell. Would you not have? Say you didn't because I was there when you said you that she was cold. I was in her prime. You would have fucked Tammy Terrell, right? She married then? Yep. Yeah, he went up. He went up. The same one. What did he do? McCoy, we still need this bike, show. I'm sorry. <laughs> T.S. already broke it. Listen, and then my last for then my last for then was Pam Grill off of Tammy Terrell's off of looks and sex appeal. I don't know what she was like as a person, but look why <laughs> sex appeal. She let that bit little bitch bad. She bad. Pam Grill and and she died at 24. Pam Grill is now 58 right now. Looks and sex appeal. Are you kidding me? It's Pam Greer. Foxy Brown. Them, them the original uh, uh, goddess black titties. Come on, bro. That That's my then list. Jennifer Lewis, Jackie, Jack K. Harry, Angela Bassett, Tammy Terrell, Pam Greer. Russell, give me your now list. All right. And these are all 50 plus, as we stated. You know it. Um, it's not in any order. Um, no ranking or whatever. But um, just to start off the list was Holly Robinson Pete. Okay, okay, yeah. She is super bad, right? Still now to this day. I bet. I, a lot of cats are like, you know, back in the day she was like, you know, fine and I'm like, but no, she came into like her her 40, 40s and 50s, like something changed, Joe, and she fired. So, Holly Robinson Pete. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, this this is a staple on the list. She, she got to be included right. in like everybody's list. Uh, Felicia Rashad. Ooh, okay, okay. She, she not, listen. 
Felicia, baby, you never want to listen. Let me tell you something, though. I'm still clap worthy, baby. Listen, you heard me. It's classic, classic, classic woman. Yes. Plain and simple. Classic woman. Um, <laughs> next, <one, laughs> next one is uh, Sade. Oh, yeah, baby. Go ahead, go Shade. ahead. Yeah, the singer. Smooth operator. Mm. Yeah. My mom and I were just talking about her this morning. She's like, you know Sade? I'm like, Sade? <laughs> no, you know what's funny about Sade? She look like she suck dick crazy. Like she, she look like she look at your, she look like she look at your shit and then look at you and then look back it's at your like shit. Sixteenth of a second ago, and just went to my back. And then she just looked at the, and she never said it. And then she just looked the bottom of your dick though. She just looked the bottom part of your dick and then looked back at you, bro. She know. I believe you she opened she opened her mouth and oh, you just pass out like what like, the oh, fuck just happened yo did I did I, did I come if I did not did you have a good time T.S. hates this shit alright <laughs> next one you chose the podcast with us next one uh, Lynn Toler who Lynn Toler Judge Lynn Toler yeah, she's Is that the, the dark skin bitch with the uh, glasses no with the short hair short hair like caramel skin she gorgeous I'm about to look her up. Yep, Lynn Taylor. Um, and then final is uh, Shaka Khan. Second comment. Right now, today, you look at it. Hey, that's you, man. Hey. Okay. All right, Russ. Why shot? Why shot, bro? Why? 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 Uh, Let me watch. She's still fine. She's still sweet, personality. And she just got still mad sex appeal. Okay. All right. My now list begins with, again, Angela Bassett. <laughs> She was good 30 years ago. She's good now. You ever watched 911? You ever seen that show? Man. I know she. Ooh, dog. She just I think you got to call somebody else. If you call them in your then list, they can't be in your now list. She's at the top of my now list because she uh, transcends both lists. <laughs> uh, I got I got four others. I got four others. Let me, let me in my moment. Damn, T.S. You ain't even want to participate now. You tell me I can't do it. <laughs> that was wrong with niggas. That one. Ooh, wait. Hey, listen. Kim Coles. Kim okay. Cole, you know who that is? Yeah. She yes. used to play Sinclair on Living Kinda Single. Sniff, yeah. Listen, she get off. <laughs> let me, let me, no, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Angela Bassett get it just on personality alone. On personality alone. But let me tell you, Kim Cole's get, Kim Cole's the one person on my list all, over all 10 that got all three. Looks, personality, sex appeal. We give everything on that show to Regine. No. Sinclair. Was the fine bitch on that show. Sinclair was the funny bitch on that show. Sinclair was the sexy bitch on that show. But we give it to Regine. Come on, Regina, Regine, whatever her name is. We give it to we. It should be Sinclair. It should be Kim Cole. She's been cold, dog. And she funny. She just. I feel like she'll suck your dick and go tell you a joke and have lunch with you and shit, bro. Tell them to suck you dry and then eat some lunch with you. That's Kim Cole, bro. She get all three. Lisa Ray McCoy. Ooh, wait, what I'm talking about? Hey, <laughs> looks and sex appeal. Since I was ten, since I was ten, but now she's a now she's a old enough to be somebody grandmama. And and listen, man, she can still get it from Players Club till now. She can still get it. Kim Whitley. Ah, uh, yeah. I love you, <laughs> Kim Whitley. You were on next Friday as the freaky ass Auntie Sugar, but listen, they actually. Man, Mix her and Jack up a lot. They do. That Jack Tyler Perry just opened his studio to the public, and there's a picture with um one one actor, one older uh, black actress, and Kim Whitley, and he tagged in Instagram 
Jack A. Harris. And she said, boy, I'm going to whoop that ass. You know, damn well, that's Kim Whitley. They always get them confused because they look very, they look very identical. Kim Whitley. Jack A. Harris on my then list, but you on my now, baby. I let your boy McCoy, you feel me? Listen, Kim Whitley is, and she's a comedian. She's funny. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like BBW. I like, I like bitches that's big. You feel me? I like bitches that got some meat to them. Go ahead. Put that pot roast on my dick. Go ahead. Listen. So, Kim Whitley. And last but not least, Jenna Jackson. Mm-hmm. Now, Kim Whitley gets looks and energy. Lisa Ray gets looks and sex appeal. And Jenna Jackson gets personality and sex appeal. Jenna Jackson has some of the best albums in the 90s. And we overlooked that shit. Velvet Rope and shit. And Janet. Some people do. People don't mention Jenna Jackson. Jenna Jackson ushered in the Britney Speakers, the Christina Aguilera's, and all of that shit. The Rihanna's. When we wouldn't be where we are with them, the Beyonce's, we don't get there without Jenna Jackson. What I hate is people saying, like, oh, this person's so underrated. Like, because you think they're, like, you don't fuck with them like that doesn't mean they're underrated. Like, they're not, they're rated just fine because people love them. Like, I don't think Jenna Jackson's underrated because she's... One of the greatest, and most people know it. Her last name is Jackson, but her as an individual gets overrated. Maybe she gets overlooked. She gets overlooked because her brother was doing so much for pop in her in her in her time. No, but that's my list. Those are my five now, and those are my five then. And Angela Bassett transcends both. If I have to choose one more for the now, since T.S. talking shit, Nisi Nash. Yeah, I had to in the tank because I knew he was gonna say something. I knew it was gonna be you. I knew it was going to be you. <laughs> Nisi Nash. But Nisi Nash is right under, she's right under the 50 line. But here's the thing. Them titties ain't, them titties is whatever age I need them to be. That's, Nisi Nash titties is the, Three? man. Okay. <laughs> them Nisi Nash titties to get you right. That sound real rapey, G, but all right. I didn't say number, I said, I just said her titties are good. <laughs> man, that's what you said, though. That's what you said, though. Russell hates some shit. Hate correctly. <laughs> Alright, we doing that for real? Alright, um... <laughs> with the deflation of the tire at the last he, minute. He Can we stop deflating of the tire before he actually gets to speak? It's a bus stop. Uh, it's alright. Alright. <laughs> so, um, to kind of start this segment off, there's a couple of things that I wanted to um, to say and to recognize. I want to sh- give a shout out to my guy Tim for finding us and um, listening to us and um, spreading the word to other people. Shout out Tim. Um, you did. <laughs> um, he's not disabled, is he? No, that'd be hilarious. No, not His arms. It might be a little weak, but <laughs> nah, um, nah. Um, one of my good musician friends, uh, real cool dude. Um, and on the flip side of that, um, shout out to the family, the Ben uh, Sims family, on his passing. Man, much love and prayers and, and condolences to y'all. Um, cause this was just really a sudden thing and, um, I know it's really tearing up a lot of the, uh, people I know in, in, uh, in Milwaukee. So, uh, my prayers go out to all of y'all, um, and keep your heads up, man. Um, like this, this really hurt me. Um, cause I just seen this cat like not too long ago. Um, I got Ben, Ben Sims. Um, so yeah, um, still even the information surrounding his death is like, Real hush hush right now, but yeah. Yeah, may, may I ask on the pod what happened? Um, we really don't know. Like, just, yeah, yeah like said, there was like, no, there was like said real hush, a hush. flood of information yesterday of just like, oh man, I you know this can't be true. You know what I'm saying? I just spoke okay. to dude, da 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 da. 
And so they haven't released anything, information um, regarding that, but they did confirm that um, he had passed. So, um, like I said, condolences and prayers to the family because um, I know some of y'all do actually listen to the pod. So um, just want to say I love y'all and, and keep y'all heads up. Um, and then one thing that we kind of talked about was um, the Tyler Perry um, uh, achievements this, uh, this this past week or this last week. Um, not only him getting his star, but also the um, the building and the completion of his, his studio, um, which is a grand size studio. Um, although it's not the first black-owned studio, um, it still deserves its its uh, its achievement rights and its and its prestige uh, in its own right. Uh, so shout out to Tim Reed, I believe his name is, who created the first all-black studio. Um, Wait, really? Yeah, Tim Reed. Tim Reed did the first black studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, married to Aunt Viv, the second one. Yeah, I know who Tim Reed is. Yeah. So the real one? <laughs> the light skin no, one. No, the light skin one. The yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of rude. Speaking, <laughs> of, <laughs> speaking of sister. The one that didn't call Will Smith a bitch. The real one. All right. Hey, uh, that's it. Yeah. But, um, you know, they, they, they um, produced the first uh, black-owned st- uh, studio um, and company. Um, it didn't do well after a while for many different reasons, but um, you know, still shout outs to them for being the pioneers in that in that way, and the other uh, way pavers that allowed Tyler Perry to um, have this opportunity. Um, me and uh, Cortana was talking about Cortana. Uh, <laughs> how the paparazzi <laughs> kind of played him in his moment. Um, there was some, some pictures and some videos shown where. Um, Kerry Washington uh, went with him mm. for his star um, receiving, and when she walked away, they turned away from like this big moment. So, still a lot of shady shit in, really? in Hollywood, and yeah, like if you look at the pictures and the video, they clearly turn away from him, like in this big moment to follow her. So yeah, it was real fucked up, um, and that kind of got me thinking about like the idea of black quality. Um, is it good or bad? Because America seems to be divided on this. Even our own people seem to be divided on this. If black quality is good or if it's... What's your definition of black quality? Well, um, it can be a couple of different things. Like, um, you know, not to equate it with black excellence because um, I think we kind of go into... A different meaning when we when we go into black excellence. Well, what I mean when I say black quality, um, things having um, black quality, we usually look at as either being less than the standard quality. Um, so if we go to like certain businesses or certain business people, and we equate that their quality is of a blackness that makes them um, show up late. Um, not have professional mannerisms and behaviors according to their businesses, um, not having their uh, businesses up to code, um, being shortcut, um, having a shortcut mindset when it comes to certain things. But on the flip side, we also have those businesses who exuberant uh, or who who show that black quality in the excellent things that they do with their business. You know what I mean? So we seem to be divided on that because we call them both black quality. 
but it can only be really one thing. And that's what I'm saying that we really have to like stick to. Like if we're gonna say something is black quality and we put our stamp on it, then it should be of the best quality. Because how the industry works is they see something that black people, African American people, whatever you want to call them, are doing, and the first thing they do is they downplay it. They kill it so that it doesn't gain the prestige that it's supposed to, but then they come back with the same product in different packaging. Yeah, like how they was trying to play a uh, homie who came out with, uh, what was that, Get Out? Mm-hmm. Jordan Peele? Yeah, mm-hmm. Jordan Peele. They were trying to downplay his movie, Movies. Mm-hmm. For having the not not the best actors, and then I think they tried downplaying uh, Black Panther for the same shit. Mm-hmm. Anything involving a majority of black people, like you said, we've seen those white movies. That's crazy. That's crazy. They could they could even try to downplay Black Panther when it's becoming one of the top five like highest selling American movies ever made. I mean, thanks to y'all though. And, and like, let's and let's talk about it. Because like the black the, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Coca Cola. Coca Cola realized that earlier on. And they were the form of some of the first people to do do marketing targeting only black audiences because they knew Coca Cola and they were like the black dollar is something strong. It's a lot of them, and they'll and they'll buy what we think like what they think they're in, invested in. Godfrey on the um, on the Vlad uh, podcast, you know I subscribe to that nigga. Um, yeah, I like that. He um, they brought up the quote of how much just black women alone uh, spend. I think in I don't know if it was hair care products or. Um, all those different um, type of accessories and hair care products and things I of that nature. I think you brought that up in and like it was like, episode six. <laughs> yeah, it was like 1.5, either 1.5 million or 1.5 billion. I can't remember the number. Um, but it was such an, a substantial number. And, you know, he went on to say, you know, black women get treated the worst. They are prejudiced against the most. They get the least amount of respect in um, the industry. And, they're the and number one life, consumers. Right. Um, they're, they're the number one trendsetters. Most <laughs> most things you come up with or or, or the yeah, things that are... not consumers. Uh, both. Both? Yeah, both. Because both. Yeah, that was a consumer um, report as how much they spend. Um, so they spend so much, they put so much into these businesses, into these to these um, these organizations, and they get such, um, such shitty treatment back. Um, when we're talking about Black Panther... Um, of course, he went on to say, you know, I don't think it's you know the best movie of all time. Personally, I don't think it is either. But no, because right. it's black, oh, it's great. It's the greatest. It's, fuck you. It's the greatest. Because that's, that's my blackness coming out. But if we sit and we can talk about what the, uh, the, the, the movie actually talks about, there are some things in there that I didn't think were the best. You know what I'm saying? But because it was an all-black movie, it was needed for that time. It like was what? needed to... Hmm? Like what? what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over them. Um, because it was an all-black movie, it was very much needed at that time to break up the monotony of the same movie over and over and over and over, as um, Jordan Peele said. Um, the cast was phenomenal. They were all A-list um, actors and actresses. Um, even if they weren't A-list celebrities, which they probably are at least B now, C or B, um, they gave A um, performances. Killmonger was believable as a as a villain, and he wasn't a crackhead. He wasn't an ex-slave. He wasn't an um, uh, extremely hood gangster type person. But he was believable in his hatred for his homeland and for the people that he lived with in his uh, in his American roots. Um, his his hatred was warranted. Like y'all left me here, and then they killed everybody that I loved and I knew. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, the only, and the things that I didn't like about Black Panther uh, pale in comparison to the, to what I overall loved about it. Um, of course, me being the comic book head that I am, a lot of things didn't line up as it's, as it's supposed to. Um, I thought Black Panther should have been a lot more um, ruthless because that's what he is in the comics. Yeah. Um, he is a lot more strength-based as far as his personality. So Chadwick did a great job, but there were probably some others that I believe like Black could Panther be. in the comics book definitely didn't give a fuck. Yeah. He was definitely on some fuck this shit. Yeah, he was definitely on some... I'm gonna kill you if you get on my nerves, I'm gonna fucking... If you get on my way, I'm gonna, on my nerves, I'm gonna fucking kill you. On some Dark Knight Batman type yeah, shit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and so, that was one of the things that I, you know, had a gripe with. But, like I said, in the end, I believe he still did a great job. Um, it was... The, the 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 overall graphics and an appeal of how everything looked and how beautiful the city was and how beautiful they made our people look. Yeah, I, I love that. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. the thing, the one thing that was a little soft was the the, the final battle. I, I thought it could have been a lot more grand. You know, it's the biggest battle. It's the um, old ways of doing things versus the we need to change up we need to revolutionize things. Yeah. Um, and the clash wasn't as heavy as it should have been in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the other thing is um, that also plays into the home versus the hood uh, trope Definitely. that Definitely. I don't, I think we should really kill because there's still propaganda being uh, perpetuated about Africa still being this uh, broken down, poor, smelly, savage land when, when, when there is know, so when much. For sure, it's not. Right. It's so land. rich. In their, in, in their minerals and in, 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 in the people and the culture and we don't see that all the time and then versus the hood which is the Americanized um, black person to where they think we're like some type of ignorant um, quick to um, grab weapons to handle or to, sh- to um, shadow our weakness um, in, in, this, in this country and, and there's so much sensibility um, that runs rampant in this country um, from uh, prominent black leaders as well as from people you see every day who have the knowledge and the wisdom um, that they should really be spreading and people should be flocking to to enrich in their life but because we have this especially here in Wisconsin we have this um, I gotta watch my back mentality because I don't know what you want type of shit you know what I'm saying yeah for, for um, sure there's no togetherness, there's no uh, coming together um, spirit for a lot of things until it's reactionary in nature. Right, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think that, and I think that's the worst thing about, if we're just moving on from, you know, like movies and things of that nature, I think that's the worst thing about black protest and, and black rights is that, you know, everything's reactionary. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like when that shit dies down, when the Mike Browns and the, and the um, you know, um, What's up, buddy? I came in 2012 with the Skittles. Oh, uh, I know you're talking about. Um, Trayvon. Trayvon Martin. Uh, Sandra Bland. Sandra um, Bland. When that when it when it happens, we're outraged for a good three to three to six months. Even right now, with uh, what is the chick that shot the dude in his own Geiger? House? Yeah, yeah. A- Angela Geiger, Amanda yeah. Geiger, something yeah. like that. White we're, Geiger. Yeah, white yeah. Geiger. Exactly, white girl Geiger. <laughs> we're we're mad now, but are we gonna be mad in six months? Are we going to still be moving to, for change in six months? Like, we are very reactionary. We're not yeah. proactive in the sense that we should be this mad every day because we've been slaves. 
but nobody's willing to die for the cause, and I think that's what the main thing is. You got Anymore. Martin. You got Martin. Right. You got you had Martin Luther King who was willing to die for his cause. You had Malcolm X who was willing to die for his cause, and they did. And they did. We had a lot of Fred Hampton. A lot of a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people in the sixties died for this shit. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen. Hugh Newton. In the nineteen sixties, we had tons of leaders who mm-hmm. were ready to go peaceful, not peaceful, mid ground. Things that were outside of politics, things that were inside of politics, all of that, and they killed everyone. Even even the people that were on our side that were not black, from the John F. Kennedys to the Robert Kennedys, like they popped them niggas. Anybody that was on some like uplift these motherfuckers, they don't even pop that oh, shit. Oh man, it's funny that you guys. So we're on this topic, and um, there is what I realized is. Back in the day when it was a hell of a lot more dangerous for anybody to speak their mind, people were speaking their minds, Mm -hmm. whether it was through music and there were, I can't think of the lady's name, a musician, I think she was an opera singer. Nina Simone? No, I think she was an opera singer even, uh, grew up in Tennessee, but whatever the case is, um, no, she wasn't an opera singer. Ah, doesn't matter. This chick that I'm thinking about... (laughs) Um, she started fighting the cause in her music and they tried to silence her by saying, well, if you keep, if you sing this song that talks about racism and stuff, you can't perform at these clubs anymore. And she said, okay, no problem. So she'd go to those clubs and then she'd sing the song anyways. And people would love it because they get to sing with her and they knew the song and whatever. But these people were willing to put their lives, their careers, everything on their line when times were most dangerous for anybody to say anything. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we can... It's a lot safer for us. It isn't the safest, obviously. But it's a hell of a lot safer now than it was in the 60s. And now we have zero backbone. Yeah, we're entitled. Um, we, we live in a generation where um, nobody really wants to work for anything. And if it doesn't happen right away, we give up on it or we try something new. Um, that's why you have such a high divorce rate right now. Because people get into relationships, they get into marriages, and they want things to happen quickly, quickly, quickly. And then once things don't happen like they're supposed to, I don't want to do this anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're always looking for the instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the uh, the things that I thought was interesting, um, continuing in this this black quality and this black excellence thing, um, is the and I don't want to say the story, but um, is the situation with, um, let's say, Denzel Washington um, and even a couple of others to where they play these iconic roles. Um, and the thing that really pisses me off about um, Denzel and not due to Denzel, but due to the accolades he received after training day when he played the Crooked Cop. Um, because he played all these other roles, he played Malcolm X, he played um, the you know the slave and well the ex-slave in Glory, and he had his own story in the midst of this entire movie. Um, how awesome an actor he is! They didn't give him his proper due until after he played uh, the the role in Training Day. Uh, the thing yeah, about it, same way that. Think Holly Berry didn't get any accolades until mm-hmm. after Monsters Ball, right? And Angela Bassett still has nothing, right? After all of the speaking of Angela Bassett, <laughs> she still has nothing. That is fucking horrible. But I'm not gonna be not gonna get into that right now. But this is what this is what my gripe is with that whole. I mean, of course it's political, so they don't give a fuck anyway. Um, but 
the thing about it is you have all these actors who are adjusting themselves to fit in these roles. Whereas if you look at Denzel, um, and this is the gripe they had about him, was that he's the same character in every role. But he adjusts the role to fit him because in all of his roles, he's believable. Yeah. You would believe he was um, uh, a mafia, uh, a head of a mafia in, in his one. Uh, you believe he's a janitor in another. You believe he's um, bound to this um, hospital bed and can only give instruction over the phone. You believe every role he plays because what's his, what's it's him. The most recent? He did one that was like, he was like a Jewish guy or some shit. Like, he was like a Jewish Lord, Roman something. I, I think so, yeah. I have to still watch that. But they, but like even that, I was like, he has, he's got the Jew fro going on. And I'm like, and you know, they said that black people might be the original Jewish people. So mm-hmm. I just thought that was like dope that he took on that role. But like, yeah. But but that's not, it's not, not, not what constitutes a good actor. Not the fact that they can chameleon into any role, but they can make any movie theirs. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because the, the norm would be, and I, this is what I fucking love about black people, is that, you know, we take the norm and we make it Out. not normal. Right. <laughs> but then that becomes a norm. Because... Every time. Every time. Um, your walk on music of America. Mm, right. Not only that, Olympics. Let's talk about Simone Biles. They had to change the wow. <coughs> the scoring system because she was doing impossible stuff that was making other <laughs> Olympians hurt themselves because they couldn't pull it off. And then really? they still scored her low because she was doing these impossible feats. Yeah, they and, tried to disqualify her because mm-hmm. she was doing things that nobody else was doing. But, <coughs> could because, do. because they, yeah, could do. Mm-hmm. Could do. Since they could not disqualify her, I'm sure because there would have been a huge backlash mm-hmm. on the Olympic community, now... Uh, Simone Biles has two um, signature moves called the Biles Mm -hmm. in two different events. She has, well, one for each event, Mm -hmm. uh, respectively. Mm -hmm. But she has her own signature move. Not only that, they changed the scoring system so that it would encompass everybody because she's just that awesome. Because that's what we do when we come to a sport. Um, Every time. Basketball wasn't a high-scoring sport. That was a a Jewish sport. Yeah. It was a Jew because, first of all, I don't want y'all to know the, the word ghetto is a Jewish word yeah. from Germany when when they would put Jewish people into the slum. Mm-hmm. The word ghetto is a Jewish word, mm-hmm. and that's where they put people in in Germany. That came over here. <sighs> that's what Drake meant when he said started from the bottom. Probably. That that came that <laughs> transferred over here, and if you know first people who lived in ghettos, you guessed it, Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Yep. That eventually put <laughs> after black people decided to leave the country and Jewish people started taking over shit. They eventually pushed. They eventually escalate themselves into, you know, high class, and we enter their ghettos. Ghetto is not a black word. We say it, but it's not a black word. No, we attribute it to black-owned yep. uh, yep. and, and to things that are of less quality. Yep. Again, yep. giving that, that double standard to that black quality uh, uh, misnomer in this, in this, in this, uh, in this instance. Um, the thing about it is we are such a dope people that we don't understand our own dopeness. We don't come together to increase the amount of dopeness that we we can we can actually do, right. um, and the effect that we can have on any industry um, if we really were to put our mind and our, our resources together. Um, the thing the thing that really really frustrates me is that um, um, me pursuing my my career and whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Um, 
the, the things I get is, you know, oh, yeah, I can see you doing that, da 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 All right, cool. What can you do to help me bring this? Because, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I said in a couple pods ago that this is a um, single-player game, but it's it's multiplayer um, um, connected. It's, it's, it's a multiplayer, single-player yeah, game. Sure, for sure. Um, to where there are things that I can do independently and things that I must do independently, but there are some things that I do need somebody to help me with that I do need the connection um, and that attachment to in order to get to where I think we both can go and cause this butterfly effect on the rest of the the environment the community uh, the, our sphere of influence and eventually the world right for sure and not everybody has that mindset most everybody's like yo I made this, come buy this, so that I can get here, instead of like, yo, I made this, what you do? Oh, you know what, we can do this together, and we can... And that's the, and that's the crazy thing, like, I think it's hard definitely to... Definitely gotta be more resourceful. Yeah. It's hard to show love, it's hard to, like, pass that, because I think it's been built innately, you have to be built different to mm-hmm. really love your niggas the way you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's built innately in us to want attention, it's built innately to us to want praise, it's built innately to us for self, self-preservation. I guess the best people to me are the people that's like, if I can look at my nigga and be like, yo, Russell, go have your moment. Or Russell, you do this so well, fuck me. You do that. That's your thing. Pause. (laughs) That's enough. No, but I'm saying, like, if if you do something that's better than me, I should be like, you know what? I don't matter here. When it comes to TS engineering, I'm like, I don't matter here. TS, you go do that. And when it's my turn to shine, TS is gonna be like, "Yo, you wrote, you write really well. Go write this. Right? Go. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like we, everybody wants recognition. So instead of me and TS getting offered a job that's engineering or writing, and and me being like, "Oh, this is an engineering thing." TS, boom, you got it. I take, I whatever you say, I take the background because it's you that nigga with this. You right. know what I'm saying? People don't know how to do that. As black men, I feel like we don't know how to do that without feeling like we succumbing to something. Right. We're being weak. We're being whatever. But that's the thing about being good humans is that you, the best thing about being, the best thing I learned from Power Rangers is about being a team player. Some episodes, Tommy going to be the one that's going to win the fight. Right. Some episodes, it's going to be Jason. Some episodes, it's going to be Billy. And right. guess what? Some episodes, it's going to be Zach. Some episodes, be, so, some episodes the girls going to do their shit. And Trini and Kimberly going to come up. And everybody has a role in a, in a team. Right, right. And you know? and you, you, you say that um, very eloquently, is that everybody has a role. Um, had a discussion in this one group, uh, which is funny because the group is usually not talking about anything of this nature, um, but the, the group was talking about um, the real definition of submission. Here we go. <laughs> the real, right, de- submission the, the real definition yeah. of submission. And someone <laughs> someone brought it, to you know, well, I'm not gonna submit to nobody that you know that deserve my uh, yeah, yeah, my submission. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, but being under somebody does not necessarily mean that they're over you. Um, yeah. It just means that you are showing support for the direction that they're going in, the, the right. direction they're leading. Right. And a lot of people don't take that um, because they don't have the perspective that yo, we're all going this direction and we're trusting you and and leading us in the right way. So we'll provide our resources to it so that we all come out on top when we all come out winning um they they really don't have that same mindset nowadays to where it's like um as i say before um and even in your example um okay you know we got this engineering project okay so i know how to work the angles and i know how these measurements and things of that nature but i need somebody to drop a proposal for me 
Oh, you write. You, you write this. Can you do that? Da, 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 da. You drunk. We need um, uh, some type of graphic design to you know encompass all of this. Um, yo, you good with money. We need somebody who can finance it or find financing for this and you know just bring it all together so that we're all winning instead of one person is doing all the work and then oh man he's you know he failing da da da, da. Yep, and, yep and we yep. don't have that 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 innate ability to trust and to support For anymore sure. um so in in, in, <laughs> in my closing and I'm not even looking at this nigga um in my closing um I want to be able to make sure that we maintain a level of excellence in all we do. Um, For sure. But we also um, don't fake the quality. For sure. Because I think quality is the substance that makes excellence uh, shine all the more um, and show our effect. Go ahead. (laughs) No, you didn't even finish. Uh, I finished. Show our effect. I did. I finished. Show the effect, yeah. No. I, I show our effect. On the industry, on our sphere of, uh, spheres of influence, on our environment, yeah, on sure. our territory, and um, ultimately upon the world. Black people, we're important. Yeah. Cody, you're important too. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Cody, you're important too. For Cody's sure. the only important white person. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Piss off everybody else. All right. He's, he's Sweden, we love y'all. Don't be. No. <laughs> Celine Dion, you're <laughs> good in the night. Good <laughs> Well, All right. <laughs> this has been episode. <laughs> That's enough. I, you know, I, I love that transition into the fucked up story. If everybody says that's enough. Speaking of, that's enough. <laughs> hun, break my heart. Oh. TS on that bullshit again. Yeah. <laughs> Heard did he call when he asked? Okay, okay. Speaking of submissions. Oh god. It does you're right, Russell. It doesn't mean that someone is over you. Sometimes people submit to themselves. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and this man <laughs> What do you do, TS? Well this man is a part of a fetish called sounding. Has anybody heard of sounding? So sounding anything like I haven't ASMR? heard of sounding. <laughs> sounding is a fetish in which people put or men put objects um, oh boy. like they, they put objects in their penis in, into the urethra <laughs> first of all that shit hurts because I got an STD test before <coughs> for chlamydia and that hurt yeah well um that's what they have to do. They have to put a thing. That's in. probably with a uh, cotton swab or something, right? Yes, it was. Well, people that are interested in sounding use things like fish hooks, metal rods, hairpins, screws, pellets, wires, wooden sticks. You know, uh, oh, big pins. They're they're common in uh, people that enjoy sounding. This particular gentleman, twenty two years old. <laughs> had a three-inch-long tweezer removed from his urethra four years after he got it stuck inside of himself. Apparently, he just wasn't feeling any pain for four years, or maybe it was just good for four years, and he stopped feeling anything, so he finally had got it removed. They had to figure out a way to squeeze said penis in order to close the tweezers in order to slide the tweezers out of um, the urethra. (laughs) 
And that is the fucked up story of the week. Um, what? <laughs> oh, all right. T.S., listen. <laughs> is there ever going to be a fucked up story that's don't got to do with dicks? Right. Well, I mean, there are. Seriously. We- Why? Okay, my, okay, okay, okay. Next week, I will do my best to find a fucked up story that doesn't do. He won't. He I, won't. I, I do. I will. I will. It's not my fault that these are fucked up stories. This is the most fucked up story that I read this week. I mean, I can't just keep reporting on deaths and things like that unless they die in some fucked up way. Can I ask this question? Can I deaths in general are fucked may up. I, may I raise my hand for those who are not uh, listening to or who are listening but can't see the pie? That's everybody. Listen. Yeah, there's a 14 year old boy who shoved a uh, sewing needle in his penis. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this story was. Why four years? Lord knows. Why this is a whole fetish? Lord knows. But it is. <laughs> <laughs> Should at least be here for the fun facts. Uh, we can marinate in the There's no candy sounding, <laughs> right? No, no. <laughs> so Cody, guess what? This guy got a tweezer stuck in his dick for four years. Okay. What's the fun fact here? So the fun fact of the week. Can you do it in ASMR? No. Okay, got it. Speaking of sports. There is a woman named Allison Felix who breaks the gold medal record previously held by Usain Bolt 10 months after giving birth. And guess what? Fuck you bitches that tried to fire her for being pregnant. Yeah. Fuck all you niggas. We was there for that shit. Y'all niggas weak. Y'all some bitch ass niggas. Yep. Usain Bolt previously held the record for the most world championship gold medals with 11 total. Felix is now the first athlete, male or female... To win 12 total gold medals at the World Championships. And that is your fun fact of the week. That's dope. And on that note, this has been episode 43. With the homie TS, a.k.a. C. Nova. You know I gotcha. And you can find me on Twitter at C. Nova KPZ. It's your boy, Rimo Court, a.k.a. Mr. What to Do, a.k.a. Young Flash God. And... You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RumorCodeKPZ, and you can find me on Snapchat at RumorCodeRebel. You did, Cody? I, I'm Cody. I'm just here. Look how hard it is. <laughs> All right. This is the tweezers. That's enough. Why are you putting it in back? Oh, my God. Cody, who are you? The boss. <laughs> Alright, uh, Russ the Barber, aka Teddy Russ, aka Schoolwords Q, aka Sick of This Shit, aka Russ the Bus, 
<laughs> you can find me. That's what that guy wasn't doing anymore with the tweezers. Um, Why is he in the bathroom? Not on this pod because it's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And there you go. Dang! <laughs>